Hello and welcome to the Claps Experiment, where I like to dabble in certain things called conspiracy theories. And uh, if the last couple years have not, uh, I don't know, proven me correct, unfortunately, yeah. Um, let's see what I think is on the way, shall we? Because uh, this decade's not over. We're not even halfway through the 2020s, and we've already seen several decades worth of news taking place within the first three years. So, what, what pray tell, should we be, 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 be should we prepare for next, right? Well, <clears throat> if you want to look at what they're spending their money and their time and their efforts on, vaccine makers prep bird flu shots for humans just in case, just in case, and rich nations lock in supplies. Now, would they be doing that if they didn't somehow know that this was on its way? We did have the first um, possible human-to-human -human case down in, I think it was Central America. It was a father and daughter. They still don't know if uh, one person gave it to the other because they both handled the poultry. So, yeah. Let's take a look at this article from Reuters. Uh, you can find this at theclapsexperiment.com. London, March 20th. Some of the world's leading makers of flu vaccines say they could make hundreds of millions of bird flu shots for humans within months if a new strain of avian influenza ever jumps across species divide. It, it's already gone across species. We know of several species now that have caught the bird flu and have wiped out uh, several different variations of mammals. One current outbreak of avian flu known as... H5N1 has killed record numbers of birds infected mammals. Human cases, however, remain very rare, and global health officials have said the risk of transmission between humans is low. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what they want to say right now. Executives of three vaccine manufacturers. Let's see, who do we have here? Um... GSK, I believe that has a longer name to it, but I can't recall it at the uh, moment. Moderna, Sequiris, and CLS told Reuters they already they are already developing or, <clears throat> or about to test sample human vaccines that better match the circulating subtype as a precautionary measure against a future pandemic. Really, because last time I checked. Um, the kill rate is 50 to 60% of anybody who catches this uh, human-wise. Not exactly numbers you want to hear. This is what we really should have been hearing when it came to COVID with the way that they reacted. Now, if the kill rate is actually this high, or even, let's just say it's 20%, 2 out of 10 people that you know, if they catch this thing, are going to be dead, right? Let's say it's just 20%. That might have justified what they had done back in 2020. However, we dealt with something that killed less than 1% of the population, and we acted like it was the end of the freaking world. So how do you think they're going to respond if something like this does actually happen? There has also been a push among companies to develop a bird flu vaccine for poultry. Don't touch my freaking birds a market potentially far larger than that 
for humans. Again, you're not touching my freaking birds. Because next thing you know, this is in the eggs. It's in the birds. You're cooking it. You're eating it. Um, yeah, just leave my birds alone. And if you really wanted us to do this, maybe you shouldn't have taken away our ability to buy antibiotics for <clears throat> cattle and poultry and swine and everything else that farmers deal with on their own and have been administering by themselves forever. Because right now I can tell you vets, veterinary clinics who deal with large numbers of animal and cattle, they're already overwhelmed. There isn't enough out there. And instead of them sending their customer out to the local farming fleet and uh, picking up something and telling them, yeah, you, you just give it to them like this, blah, blah, blah. Let me get to this dog. <laughs> it's uh, You're making it impossible for them to do their jobs. Many countries' uh, pandemic plans say flu shots should go first to the most vulnerable while supply is limited, but during... The COOF, many vaccine-rich countries inoculated large portions of their population before considering sharing doses. Mm -hmm. We could potentially have a much worse problem with vaccine hoarding and hoarding. You gotta love the, the choice of words when it comes to this. We can afford it. You can't. Oh, we're hoarding it. That's cool. And vaccine nationalism. Wow, what is going on here? Who said this? Dr. Richard Hatchett needs to shut up. We could potentially have a much worse problem with vaccine hoarding and vaccine nationalism in a flu outbreak than we saw with the COOF. Chief Executive of the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. The Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. If you knew how to do your job, 2020 wouldn't have happened hate to point that out, which helps fund vaccine research. Oh, really? I hope there isn't any of that. Um, uh, <laughs> I hope they're not tinkering with viruses in Wuhan. Let me put it that way. An international framework for pandemic flu allocates 10% of global supply for the World Health Organization to share with low and middle income countries. Low and middle income countries. Wow, okay. By contrast, the WHO is speaking guarantee is seeking to guarantee 20% of global supply for other types of pandemic in the wake of the COOF. The UN agency said it uh, has signed legal binding agreements with 14 manufacturers for 10% of their pandemic flu vaccine as it comes off the production line. Now, is this referring to just the flu or the bird flu? I don't know. Uh, let's figure this out. I'm pretty sure this is just the bird flu. So the UN already has signed contracts with these companies that we get 10% of whatever rolls off the line. And a mix of donated doses and doses to be bought by the agency at an affordable price the agreements include six of the largest seasonal flu manufacturers such as JSK, Sanofi, SL, C, CSL, Sequeris, and the, yeah, the Who Said. Okay, so that's three out of, what, 14? The Who did not comment on the potential for vaccine hoarding, 
in a flu pandemic, but said mechanisms were being developed so that countries can work together, not in competition with each other, to respond to such a crisis. It said it was fully confident manufacturers and member states would meet their obligations. New approaches. New approaches. Instead of, they should just say, what we should have done in the first place. Uh, in a pandemic, vaccine manufacturers would shift production of seasonal flu vaccines and instead make shots tailored to the new outbreak when needed. They already have the capacity to make hundreds of millions of doses. Yeah, we have a, a population. I think we're at, what, 9 billion now? 8, 9 billion, something like that. Hundreds of millions of doses. Many of the potential pandemic shots are pre-approved by pre-approved by regulators based on data from human trials. I thought they said that they hadn't started human trials yet. Did I misread that at the beginning? Showing the vaccines are safe and prompt to immune prompt an immune response, a process already used with seasonal flu vaccines. Mm, okay, this means that they might not require further human trials, even if they have been tweaked to... <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this means they may not require further human trials, even if they have to be tweaked to better match whatever strain does jump to humans. <clears throat> so even though it's not the same product, it's not the same product, okay? They're coming up with something different, even if it has to be tweaked, you're tweaking it, it's not the same. And it's going to have side effects. And you're going to skip the human trials in order to get something out. We saw what happened with this beforehand. They're already messing this up, okay? Data on how well the vaccines actually protect against infection would be gathered in real time. Again, this is the same stupid stuff they did before. Are, are people listening to this? Are you out there? Uh, this is insane. They're making the same mistakes all over again. And all the WHO said that there are close to 20 licensed vaccines against the broader H5 strain of flu. Existing antiviral treatments for people already infected will also help mitigate the impact. At the same time, moving to large-scale production of a more targeted shot would take months, the manufacturer said. Some potential shots use a traditional method, growing the virus used in the vaccines and chicken eggs over four to six months. <clears throat> Creating the first dose is the easiest, said Raja Raja Rajaram. That's that's actually his name, head of global medical strategy at CLS Sequeiros. The hardest is manufacturing in large quantities. Well, yeah, if you stopped killing the birds who are allegedly spreading this bird flu, maybe you would have some eggs to produce the vaccine, if it even works. Yeah, experts have long advocated for new approaches in developing vaccines, both for seasonal and pandemic flu. COVID proved the potential of an mRNA technology to adapt there quickly to changing viruses because the vaccines use genetic information from the pathogen rather than having to grow the virus itself. So now they're pushing for an mRNA version for the bird flu, which could still already be mass-produced, yada yada. They're, they're creating their own demise. Our own demise is what they're doing. 
they're really trying to push for this mRNA bullshit. And um, wow. Okay. Nothing learned. Nothing learned from 2020. That's what we need to acknowledge here. Moderna's mRNA vaccine research actually began with pandemic flu and was modified for the COOF. Uh, the company plans to launch a small human trial of an mRNA pandemic flu vaccine tailored to the new avian influenza subtype in the first half of 2023, which means they're going to hide this information and all the possible side effects and try to fight it in court and say that they'd, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't release this for 75 years because uh, uh, it had some really interesting results. Eddie Moderna could respond very quickly in an outbreak scenario. Yeah, we saw what happens when you respond very quickly. Thanks. The results would be closely watched. No, no, they won't. And as I pointed out yesterday, if somebody reports a side effect to theirs, they'll probably lose their jobs. As the data in Moderna's seasonal flu candidate was mixed... Uh, Natch Bagauer said the company was mindful of the equity equity issue needed to be addressed, but has no contracts yet. The equity issue. I'm tired of hearing equity. They can shove their equity right up. It would be premature to sign anything or commit to anything that we can't actually deliver on as of today. Yeah, uh, that also means uh, it probably doesn't work. So yeah, that's that's where we're heading. Uh, we're heading to doing the same, same stupid stuff all over again. That's what they're looking at doing. Um, so we have this, this bird flu right around the corner. Uh, some people are estimating later this year. Others are saying it'll break out in like 2024 and then lockdowns and whatnot will happen again in 2025 because you know we got to look forward to something but um yeah so we have this coming around and what's what's also happening oh yeah the the banks are failing the banks now why are they pushing for the banks to fail because once the banks fail and they bail them out and they say oh we don't have the money for all the deposits because we got (laughs) we blew it all and handing it to the rich people who were the <clears throat> true investors of these banks that failed to begin with, right? All depositors will have their money. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Oprah with her half billion dollars in one bank shouldn't be getting her money. Shouldn't be. Sorry. But uh, you decided to take the risk. You wanted to put it in there so you can make money on your money. I understand that, but you have to accept the risk that comes with that. You can get your $250,000 so that everybody else can get their money when their bank fails because of the stupid policies that were put in place after 2009. So that's what we're dealing with. And what they're going to do is they're going to come up and say, well, uh, if you want your money, even though it's supposed to be insured and we effed up and we handed it over to a bunch of people who didn't really deserve it, we're going to offer this whole other thing. 
and it's going to be this uh, central bank digital currency thing and it's going to be kind of like a blockchain and we'll know everything that you're doing with it and we'll be able to tax every single freaking transaction because we don't have anything else better to do. Uh, we're going to spy on your purchases. We're going to decline certain purchases when you go to the store. No, you can't buy 20 more rounds of ammo because that's considered a, a luxury. That's recreational use. That's, that's happening. That's something that they want to do, by the way. If you want to go and buy ammo and they're going to ask you, so is this for self-defense? Uh, are you going to war or is this recreational purposes? Well, I wasn't planning on sticking them up my butt, but uh, now that you say that, woo! Um, this is <laughs> this is what they're doing. They, they want to control every aspect financially of your life. And heaven forbid you have an alternative way of paying for stuff. Cash is going to go bye-bye. And then they're going to control everything afterwards. So when this bird flu hits, if they do this this digital currency first, right? Now, remember what Canada did when they had the, uh, the trucker protest? They seized bank accounts. They made sure that these people couldn't pay their bills, pay their rent, because they were using their, their free speech. And they had a grievance against the government. Now, instead of hearing the people out and saying like, hey, we hear you, we understand what your, your issue is, and coming back with a coherent argument, they acted like freaking children. And, oh, oh, you want to push me? I'll push you back harder. Yeah, that was, that was Trudeau being the child that he is. So yeah, uh, this is what they want to do in the U.S. They want to make sure that, oh, no, you, we think that you should only be able to have one gallon of milk for your household of four people. You shouldn't be able to buy two. You're taking another gallon of milk from somebody else. Did you know that there's a shortage? Yeah, this is what's coming. So imagine bird flu rolls out right after this new digital currency and you decide, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting the jab because you done messed up with the last one that was put out and there doesn't seem to be any type of uh, educated consent here. Like you're not telling me anything. I'm not allowed to know which one I'm getting before I get it. When you pull out the pamphlet, the pamphlet was a blank sheet in many cases that gave no information about what was being injected to your, into your body to begin with. So what happens when you say no? And then they're like, oh, we see here that you're, uh, you're, you're not vaccinated. And you're like, yeah, yep, yep, that's true. Okay, um, we're seizing your bank accounts and uh, any money that you accrue in the near future is going to also be frozen. And uh, we're also going to start seizing your property because uh, obviously you can't pay taxes if we seized your money. So uh, we're going to do that as well. That's that's seriously what's what's coming our way. Oh, and by the way, you might just if if you're not vaxxed, they're gonna force the vax on you when you get drafted to go fight in Ukraine. Cause that's that's what some other little man in a sweatshirt wants of uh, America's men and women. Yeah. So this is this is all coming to us fairly soon, sooner than you might think, right? I mean. Now, 2020, three years later, seems like it was a long time ago, but 
I mean, it was just, what, earlier this year that the Fed... No, wait, I don't even think the federal uh, emergency... Um, uh, what do they call that? When they declared an emergency? I, I don't think that's expired yet. Doesn't that expire in, like, May? Something like that? April, May? <laughs> like... Like, they're not out of their emergency status yet with something that nobody, frankly, cares about anymore. So, yeah, this is this is what's happening. And uh, it's weird. I, I don't... Aside from just building a cabin in the woods with absolutely no power or electricity going to it... Yes, I know, it sounds like some Unabomber-type stuff. But I'm seriously saying, isolate yourselves... And live off the land for a couple of years until the bird flu blows over. And then emerge from the woods and see what kind of devastation took place. Hopefully Putin didn't fire on NATO like he's threatening to do now. Did I mention that? Yeah. Him and President Xi got together and they had this meeting. And Xi was like, oh yeah, you all good buddy now. We give you all kinds of arms and weapons. And uh, yeah, uh, Putin's also... Um, I should say Russia. Russia's the number one supplier of oil to China now. I mean, and economically and, and uh, environmentally safe uh, way of trans... They're right next to each other. Like, why wouldn't they trade amongst each other, right? So, yeah, Russia surpassed Saudi Arabia as the number one supplier of oil to China. And China's like, hey, you're a buddy now. We got your back. And then Putin... They sit down together and Putin's like, yeah, NATO keeps messing with us. There will be nuclear repercussions. And Xi, if you look at the video, Xi's got this look on his face where he's like, oh, crap, he say it. Why he say it? He no read out of war. So, yeah, Winnie the Pooh was crapping his pants because he's like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> this is happening. So, yeah, there, there could also be that. Imagine, imagine a world a few years from now where you have bird flu is rampant, the government is controlling your money while trying to fight World War III, Putin drops some some things from the sky, uh, we really don't know what to do because we're fighting a war on two fronts between Taiwan and Ukraine for no reason whatsoever other than... Uh, what do you mean you have bigger dicks than us? No, we're still the big dog in town. And it's like, Putin's just sitting there like, yeah, well, you'll need Viagra. So, of course, uh, you you big sometimes. <laughs> I'm big all the time. So, yeah, this is this is what's, what's coming our way. A war on two fronts, bird flu, uh, terrorizing your, your local citizens who used to support you. Remember 20 years ago in Iraq, a good portion of the country supported the U.S. government going to Afghanistan, going to Iraq. You know, we're not going to treat the troops like crap anymore, stuff like that. That was the main sentiment. And now we're in a state where it's just like, nobody trusts you, dudes. Like, we can't even have a free and fair election these days without you guys acting like a bunch of dickbags about it. Seriously, no, nobody ever called Hillary Clinton an election denier. I'm just pointing it out. She still denies the fact that she lost in 2016. She can't handle it. Meanwhile, Trump's just like, yeah, 2020, not the greatest election ever. It's not. And uh, isn't it kind of racist that to say that 
Biden got more votes than the black guy that he ran with? I mean, does that show how racist the Democratic Party is that they couldn't get that kind of numbers to flow out back when Obama was running? It's kind of weird, right? Like, aren't you just saying that you're racist? Like, oh, well, these are the numbers that we got with the black guy, and we're the, the non-racist group. But hey, throw out the old white guy that ran with the black guy, and wow, there's like a 15 million jump there. That's kind of weird. doesn't sound racist at all. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with. We have no idea what the reality of anything is. And as we learn more, especially when it comes to the coof, they weren't telling us the truth to begin with. So how are we going to trust anything coming out of their mouths in the near future when they're rolling out these mRNA uh, bird flu vaccines, when they're rolling out the old style vaccines, uh, when they can't make the doses because they slaughtered so many birds to begin with, and partially for no freaking reason whatsoever, because all it took was one false positive, and they were slaughtering hundreds of thousands of birds in one facility. Instead of just going to that one bird and like, sorry, you gotta go. But yeah, that's, that's what's uh, happening. That is what is coming our way. So, again, uh, build your little cabin in the woods, put a nice little bunker underneath it, possibly, considering uh, Putin is making some threats and people are making some horrible decisions over uh, uh, on the eastern side of Europe. So, we've got Poland and Slovakia uh, providing MiG fighter jets to Ukraine. Yeah, that's going over well. Oh, and then there was the B-52 bomber over the, I think it was the Black Sea, that was escorted by MiG fighter jets, and they revealed video footage of that, and they're like, these pilots are unprofessional. How dare they fly in international airspace? Yeah, I, I just love the rhetoric coming out of the Pentagon, because you can tell that they're completely woke. Do you remember the days where generals would be out there and be like, these fucking assholes are treating us like garbage. And if they keep it up, we're going to blast them out of the fucking sky. What happened to the generals that used to have balls? I don't know. Instead, they have like, they don't even have like those pins anymore that show like all the combat experience and where they've been and like what they've done. Oh, no, it's just like a big fucking rainbow flag now. That's all it is. And then they're coming out and they're like, oh, shit, I forgot to take my nail polish off. God damn it. Well, I guess I'm going to read this from the podium. <laughs> White fragility. Yep. So that's uh, that's where we're at. Uh, keep on typing.